and why do you want me to come outside? Actually, that's a great question. Um, we're a little militia, and we've recently been upset by some things that you posted online. We were just really hoping to have a chat with you face-to-face. If you could just come outside for 5 to 15 minutes. 5 to 15 minutes? Look, it it is Saturday, and... It's only 7.30 in the morning. Why on earth are you at my door so early? And I don't care if I've upset you. Do you people have nothing better to do with your morning? Okay, okay, so that's how it's going to be. Let me ask you this. Did you recently post on Facebook, I don't care what Trump's got, he's not getting my sympathy? Yes. Yes, I did say that. That's exactly what I thought. If you could just come outside for a minute, I promise nothing's gonna happen to you. Happen to me? Alright, I'm looking outside. There are a lot of people out there, and most of them look like they have garden tools, which I imagine is supposed to be weaponry of some kind. Yeah, and I've got rope in my trunk. Let's hurry in! Okay, calling the cops. I often hear people talk about Sophie's Choice because I live in the year 1985, I guess. Um, but whenever I think about Sophie's Choice, I always think about the hardest decisions that I had to make. And they're not really difficult decisions. Here are my Sophie's Choice. Sophie's Choice says, um, anytime that I used to go into a Best Buy, especially when DVDs first became popular because I had just an enormous collection. Every Tuesday, I would generally go buy a movie. And then sometimes I would just see something on discount and go bananas. Like, oh yeah, they knew I was coming. Um, but when it came time to actually decide what it is that I'm going to, to purchase, I mean, a friend would almost have to drag me out of there. It was to the point where people didn't like going with me because they were like, um, I'm pretty positive. I know how this is going to go. So I'm going to pass. And yeah, but I would be standing there holding like two movies that were in no way related or even in the same genre or respected. Like in one hand, I would have Polly Shores in the army now. And before you shit on Polly Shore, I am a proud card-holding member of the Polly Shore fan club. I have seen all of the movies that he made in the 90s. If he was still making them after that, I respect him too much to watch what he's been up to lately. Um, however, it's to the point where when given the chance to work with Polly Shore, I said no only because of the fact that I didn't want to meet my hero. Like, does that make sense? I was concerned he might not be cool. I was concerned somehow it would let me down. That's how high I pulled hold Pauly Shore. So, in one hand, I have Pauly Shore's in the army now. And then in the other hand, I have, like, 
the Pelican Brief. And it would just be 20 minutes of me reading the back of both of the DVDs. And I am pretty positive I've seen the Pelican Brief. But let's let's say let's say I have. So me trying to recall how much I enjoyed both movies. But no matter what, I keep looking over at Polly Shore because I know how hard in the army now makes me laugh. It is almost sad how juvenile I am. Like there is a part where he holds up a rocket launcher and he screams, suck on this a one time. And he fires it backwards. That scene to this day still makes me belly laugh like a tickled puppy. It's disgusting. And nine times out of ten, I would walk out of there within the army now, and my head held proud. I remember this one time I was taking a ride with my friends, and I had to pee like... Some kind of piss-filled maniac. You know how nothing is funny when you have to go to the bathroom bad enough? Like, if somebody tries to fuck with you, or tickle you, or they just get in your way as you're headed to the bathroom, there is a point where it's not funny, and you will throw them through a wall. You just have that face that's like, get out of my way, I'm going to the bathroom, I really have to go right now. Nothing's funny. So, it was one of those type of moments. Uh, We had just been in a midnight video club store. That's porn, for those who don't know. And uh, I honestly forget what we were doing there. And I asked somebody if I could use the bathroom, and they said no. Now, that makes sense, because I would imagine there are guys in there who probably stare at the back of some kind of a porn DVD Or they just get real worked up while they're window shopping for different sexual devices. And they're like, hey, uh, can I use the bathroom real quick? I promise to ejaculate into something disposable and flush it or throw it away. So there was no convincing the dude behind the counter I wasn't going to masturbate in the bathroom. And I didn't have, let's say at the moment that I talked to him, I was at like a seven, which is a serious piss, but a nine is get out of my way. Matter of fact, I remember walking into a 7-Eleven one day a long time ago, and there was no bathroom for a customer. I came in there with a face like I had just seen a ghost, and I told that dude, I was like, I don't see a bathroom, and he was like, there isn't one for customers, and I was like, okay, so you're about to have to clean up a lot of urine. And he was like, come back behind the counter. The bathroom's back there. Thank you. So back to this day, we're at the porno store. We leave. Now, the area where the porno store was, it's a lot of busy highway stuff. There's a big I-95 cloverleaf and loopity loops and everything everywhere. There isn't really a good place for me to go to the bathroom, but my friend is driving around trying to find somewhere. Now, he is also a dick for this because eventually 
he just pulls into a Five Guys parking lot. And I was like, do you know that there's a bathroom in that Five Guys? And he's like, here's the thing. You got to go to the bathroom. There might be a bathroom in that Five Guys. And while we've been driving around, I saw the Five Guys and I really got hungry for it. So I really want Five Guys right now. And I was like, dude, that doesn't really work for me. I run into the Five Guys. There is no bathroom for customers. I didn't hit him with the 7-Eleven dude speech, which I probably should have. Instead, I go running out of the Five Guys. Now I'm at a nine. And I'm screaming as I'm running. God damn it, Mike, there's no fucking bathroom in there, man. I keep running because there is a hotel right behind the Five Guys. And it's like the back of the hotel faces the back of the Five Guys. I just start pissing. Now, normally, when I piss in public, what I'll do is I'll bend over and pretend to tie my shoe. And then I will just unzip and urinate. If you're looking real hard, sure, you can see my dick dangling. But most people just see a man tying his shoe. And by the time you realize what you really saw, I'm generally done and getting up, zipping up, walking away. It's a really fluid motion. I'm, I'm proud of it. It's worked with cops in New York. It's beautiful because like one time this cop, I was pissing. He pulls up. I'm right in front of my apartment, but I knew I wasn't going to make it in doing the key for the door, walk up a flight of stairs, stick the key in, walk down a hallway, get to the bathroom. I know that dance, and I remember that bathroom very well. There were many times I ended up doing some weird panic jig, making my way down that hallway, trying not to piss my pants. So the cop pulls up, sees me pissing, and he keeps going. Then he comes back. Now, as he's coming back, I am basically done, but not fully. But I am aware that he probably saw my dick hanging. And it was, like, really late at night. My dick's not that black. Anyway, um, as he, like, reverses to come back, shoop, I stand up, flip it in, do the door code, and I get in. And I'm like, good luck finding me. So I am pissing on the back of this hotel behind this five guys. I, w I would like to point out I'm blessed. And um, while I'm pissing, just knees buckling type piss, I look up and I see these like three, I'm going to call them teenaged white girls that are just standing in front of the window, smiling and laughing and it was to the point where I couldn't get away, even if I wanted to. They saw the whole thing. And I'm like, well, gave them a free show. Then I get back in the car as Mike and another one of my friends are eating Five Guys food. And they're like, see there? <laughs> that wasn't that bad. So I just got done watching Loudest Voice in the Room on Showtime. And I got to say, if you have Showtime you should definitely watch that show especially given like everything that's happening right now the uh the, the show is about how fox news channel came to be and how rupert murdoch and roger ailes kind of work together now i am sure that they did take plenty of liberties 
with the true story you could tell that there was a lot of fact in there and what it all comes down to is what i have suspected for a long time which is that most of the people who were really in charge while they are conservative republicans care less about what it is that you believe more about the fact that they just want you to always watch their channel and he had an analogy in i think the first episode that was just great because he's like you know all these other 24-hour news channels are fighting for half of the country because they're all trying to be you know left and he was like so let them fight over that half and we'll just own the other half they won't ever need to change the channel because we're talking to them and it made me think back to the houses that i've been in where i didn't even realize what it meant that they always had fox news on although i will say when i went home at some point i went with my friend to his parents house his parents are like a second family to me and he is not white and his parents just they weren't home but they had fox news on in the living room just on and i was like do they always just leave the television on he was like yeah now the fact that it was fox news i did understand at that point i was like are your parents republicans who like fox news because they're not white and uh he really didn't say too much after that um it's it's very sad and kind of weird because not only did his parents watch fox news the last time i went home and saw my friends i went with the same friend whose parents had on fox news and another friend who is white to a baseball game for uh, the white guy's son the white guy's mom who again I have known since I was a child decided to come along now they've made jokes that uh, my friends and I thought were inappropriate because I was generally the black friend in the group even though he does have several other black friends eventually that kind of went on and it might have just begun because might have been because as we got older we spent less time at his parents house because then we all got our own places but um his mother and i i forget how we got into the conversation i do believe that it was after trump had been elected but uh, basically she let me know that she was a Trump supporter and that led to she and I going back and forth because I'm like alright so are you admittedly a racist or do you just agree with somebody that racist love and you know if only we could speed into the future and go back to the clip from the debate when he's flat out asked to rebuke white supremacist and he doesn't and he won't and I, I feel like that's the same message she and a lot of other people have sent when you actually confront or try to talk with them 
about what it is that they believe. Because it's like, okay, why do you like Trump so much? And once we can get past that, let's really just take a look. If you were having a debate and everyone who agreed with you was racist, at some point you you do look around and say, hmm, how come everybody who agrees with me shares this one thing in common? And that's how Trump supporters really need to look at yourselves. And I'm not saying be ashamed that you're a Trump supporter. All I'm really saying is I, I hate it and I get disgusted when people won't just come out and admit what they are. We know that racism is very real. And I refuse to believe it's only the few yokels who have nothing to lose that we catch with our camera phones and whatnot. There's a lot of regular looking racist people out there who aren't speaking their mind, but hate all the same. So his mother and I were getting into it at the baseball game and she keeps telling me to like, let it go. And I'm totally calm. She's the one who's getting upset. And I'm like, look, I can let it go if you want, but I'm, I'm totally capable of just having a calm conversation about it. And she keeps saying, let it go. So I let it go. But then she'll say one more thing. And I'm like, all right, well, if you're going to say something else, then we can have the conversation. Then she starts telling me to shut up. And I remember that because make no mistake, I have love for many people that I have known a very long time. But my mother who is the number one lady never tells me to shut up and if she doesn't then no one else should I don't give a fuck if you were there the moment that I opened my eyes for the first time and uh, she and I haven't spoken since um, and that's okay you know it's also kind of sad because I was thinking about it and my wife, uh, she has a friend who's kind of had similar behavior and everybody talks about this whole silence when it comes to the past, let's say six, seven months of whatever's happening in the world. It is very obvious though. Like if you just go through someone's timeline and You'll see some people now me myself. I'm, I don't do a whole lot of political posting and whatnot on social media. It's not my style. Um, but, you know, there's something I'm aware and I'm not going to pretend as though I don't see what's happening. I went through the lady's son's page that I was getting at it with in a baseball game. I went through her son's page the other day see a lot of pictures of family and random things like that. I don't see anything about Black Lives Matter. I don't see any anti-Trump thing, which, okay, you don't want to say fuck Trump. I know that he's liked uh, some tweets of mine that were anti-Trump, so I'm like, okay. And that's cool. But the silence on anything black related given all the protesting and all the lives that were lost that shouldn't have been it just kind of makes me sick to even think about it I don't really want to confront him about it 
but at the same time, I'll never forget it. It would feel weird to me to come to another grown man like, dude, I went through your timeline for about six months and I didn't see shit in there. However, as not only a black man, but a black father, if you can't recognize what has been happening and how wrong it is, and you can't fix your mouth to just admit that black lives matter, you're telling me you don't care if I live or die, and you certainly don't care if my child lives or dies, you don't care if my family dies in some wrongful death, but until you make it personal with some people, you can't get them to empathize or walk down some kind of a morally conscious road at all, because all they hear is, well, hell no, black lives don't matter more than mine. And I'll go ahead and put this out there and play a bit of a villain. In some ways, I understand it. Now, I still don't like it. I still never forget it. But let's just say tomorrow, uh, women and children started getting killed for no reason whatsoever. And then women and children first became a hashtag. I could acknowledge that it's wrong that you kill women and children. Am I going to start putting women and children first hashtags on everything? No. Do I believe that a, a woman or a child's life is more valuable than my own? I do not. That's not to say that I wouldn't hop in front of a bus for my wife or my son. That's it, though. Like, everybody else is women and children. Hopefully you've got a husband, and if you do, he should be killing himself for you. And if you don't, I'm so sorry at the way that things worked out. But unfortunately, I have plans tomorrow. Like, I, I always have some reason why I shouldn't just die because someone else was born without a penis. Do you understand how weird it is that people devalue a man's life like that? Like, hey, women and children first. And it's like, well, I know I get the sentiment, but like my mother loves me and I'm pretty sure somebody would want me to live as opposed to just throwing my life away. I even told my wife, I was like, don't you dare, don't you ever think about putting your life at risk for somebody else's kid or some random, like, woman. That's unacceptable to me, and I would do the same. Like, I'm not saving a child's life at the expense of my own and then leaving my son to grow up fatherless, but they can look back with other people and go, ah, but he did the right thing. Shame that he never got to know his kid. It's madness. Alright, uh, just keep your eyes out. We're looking for a suspect who might have jumped a turnstile. Uh, he's got on a blue... There he goes, that guy. Blue blazer. Pfft. It's too cold for that. Here we go. Excuse me, sir. Uh, why don't you go ahead and stop right there? Whoa, what did, what did, what did I do wrong? I'm just... Alright, I think you know what happened. You jumped a turnstile a few stops back. You got off here thinking that the cops weren't going to be able to catch up to you. Boom. Caught you. Why don't you go ahead and hit that wall. Let me just frisk you for some weapons. Oh, oh, alright, alright. And I'm just stand still. I don't have any weapons on me. Whoa, that's my penis. Alright, my bad, my bad. Um, alright. And you got anything, uh... Penis, man. Huh? 
Hold on, hold on a sec. Still, still my penis. Okay, well, is there anywhere that I can check you for weapons that isn't penis, sir? No, no, okay. That whole leg is penis. Excuse me now? Look, there was an accident, and now, because I'm blessed, I just put my penis through a leg of my pants and into my shoe, and I walk weird. He probably didn't notice that when he ran up on me. Um, if I'm running, I'm generally erect. Gross. All right, you're not the guy. Be on your way. Have a good day, sir. What's it like to be a guy? Well, a friend messaged me, and he told me that a woman that he's been wanting to see naked for years, like years before he ever even met her face-to-face, uh, recently, finally gave him what he needed in order to find her only fans and even though he did not subscribe because it was crazy expensive uh he did find a way to look at the pictures or at least one that he told me was worth the many year wait and honestly i feel so happy for him i have been not on that exact journey but i've been on similar ones and uh yeah, when you finally get a look, or heaven forbid, you actually get to sleep with this person. It's like something out of a movie, man. Life doesn't work like that. Not normally. Um, you know, here's, here's for one of the creeps. Because, yes, I'll acknowledge that it is somewhat creepy. But I could definitely see women doing the same thing for an attractive man. And would I judge them? Not any more than I judge him. For the most part, I would be like, good for you. Like if some woman had been scheming on a dude's penis for like seven years. And then she finally got, let's not even say to give him a beige. Let's say that he like put it down and she was like, not only did I get to sleep with this dude that I have been scheming on for some time since the previous president. But he put it down and I would give her virtual dap and wish her well and part of me would even hope she got pregnant let's keep it going with a stomach full of chili cheese from the night before zach set out to get to work he needed to be at work on time because his boss had already warned him a couple of times to please try and be at least 15 minutes early for work with that in his heart, Zack knew he had a choice. He'd gone to the bathroom once, but he didn't feel like he had quite finished. As he began to put on his shoes and then his coat and make way for the door, he felt a slow hiss in his belly. He looked at the time. He only had three minutes to make the train that would get him to work on time. He decided he could make it. It was only 35 minutes. When he got on the train, it was crowded. Not a seat available and sometimes sitting helps him quell the burning desire in his stomach. About halfway to work, the train seemed to slow down. Panicked, Zack looked around to see if anyone else had a face that said, I'm listening to an announcement, and it's a bad one. 
He didn't see anyone with said face, so he tried to take his mind off of things by thinking back on the chili cheese fry dinner from the night before. Two stops later, the train did not take off in a timely fashion. Worried, sweating, Zack took out one of his headphones and asked someone if they knew what was going on. They didn't look at him, they just gave him an angry look back. That was usual subway train behavior. And then the announcer came on, stating that there was a sick passenger on the train ahead, and that they would be taking off as soon as they could. While Zack watched the time pass, and then saw that he would be late yet again to work, he regretted not taking that second shit on his way out the door that would have let him be late but comfortable. Instead, when Zack did arrive 25 minutes late, he rushed past most of the people in his office, dropped his things off at his desk, and then ran for the bathroom, where he took another 30-minute shit, and then came back to his desk what his boss thought was about an hour late, and got reamed for it. It was as horrible a Thursday morning as they come. I wanted just to say uh, to anybody that might have been wondering, what happened with the debate last week? You were supposed to... I know. And I began um, doing a live on Podbean, and I realized within like three minutes that not only was there a good chance I would fall asleep before the debate was over, and I didn't want to have a live microphone near my face when that happened, but also that I cared much more about seeing the debate than I did about commenting on it. I know, I'm weird. I'm just a child of the 90s. 